0: You are listening to the In Context Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the In Context Podcast. Today I'm joined again by Dan Green from Banstead Community Church. Hello Dan.
1: you Ian, you right.
0: Yeah, I'm good, thanks mate. And we've also got uh, Prince Harry, also known as Nathan Young, uh, Pastor of New Life Church Middlesbrough as well. Good to have you back Nathan.
2: Good good to be here Ian yeah.
0: Are are you sure it's good to be here?
2: (laughs) Well I was just a bit nervous that like when you're introducing me I'm like what's he gonna what's he gonna call me this time? (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll stick with what's safe and and doesn't offend well it offends you but it
0: doesn't offend other people. (laughs) (laughs) Class well today's burning issue is uh, why should you come or should you come and serve on a council estate? We've been talking about the need for uh, ministers and ministry to the forgotten places in places like council estates and and the villages and towns of the north of England. But who should come and and, uh, why should you come? Today we've got Dan, who's about as far away geographically uh, and socially as you can be from the north of England and from a council estate. Uh, He pastors a church in Banstead, which is a, a leafy suburb outside of London. It's a beautiful place I've been. It's got a waitrose. I could not believe that. Normally we have like a booze for us on every corner. They've got a waitrose on every corner. Normally we have a chemist selling uh, methadone to drug addicts on every corner. They have nail bars and shops that sell lattes, gingerbread lattes. It's very, very different. It's a beautiful place. And then Dan's also been to visit Middlesbrough and uh, I'm just wondering, Dan, do you feel guilty that you minister and live in a beautiful place like Banstead while I'm stuck up
1: north in Middlesbrough? I don't, but after that introduction, maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I, think, I think in all, in, in all, in all seriousness, I, I don't feel guilty about being pastor of a church in a mid, nice middle class area in Surrey, just out. Side London, which, if you like, you can buy gingerbread latte from one of the local coffee shops it, when, they're, when they're, and certainly sitting down in one when they're open again. But, but, but I, I think, in, 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 ser- in seriousness to, to the question, I think there are, there are reasons for, good reasons for not feeling guilty for, for ministering in Banstead. I, I, if I was going to give some answers, I think I'd start off by just talking about the, the nature of being called to ministry in the first place. We often talk about the internal and external call, the, the desire within us about and wanting to serve the gospel, serve the Lord Jesus in as pastors, and the external call of being recognized by the local church to be gifted and qualified in this way. But there is also a, another aspect of the call, and that is actually having a place to actually serve as a pastor, to serve as a preacher and a gospel minister. And back when I was... And join Banstead. There wasn't a huge number of options and opportunities and um, to serve um, in places like um, Middlesbrough and, and other estates up up in the north. It's not that there weren't opportunities to do so or the need was there, but certainly on my radar and horizon, um, there, there just wasn't um, the obvious roles for, for me to step into. So whereas ob- obviously middle class. Churches, which generally have maybe more resources available, have positions that are available for me to serve. So back when I was looking for a job, back when a role to serve in, back when I joined Banstead, the opportunities just, just weren't there to, to maybe even come up to, to New Life Church in Middlesbrough and serve, serve with you. So I think that'd be one reason why I don't feel guilty, because there just wasn't a role there available for me at the time or when I was looking?
0: Yeah, well, there's
1: one now, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can
1: have my job. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I, but I think that would that, that, only be the first of other reasons. Yeah. So I could, I could speak for, for myself and my situation. I think there'd be some family reasons for not feeling um, guilty about serving um, in, a, in a different situation at, at this moment in time. We've got a, a teenage um, adopted child who's got quite serious special needs. As, as a couple, me and Kate need a support network. And at the moment, our big support network is both our parents on either side who are both local to where we're living. So, so, in, in, in one, so it makes sense for us to be, be here at the moment because it, it means we've got support for, for us as we try to bring him up. We're also aware that we do have responsibility for our parents as well as they get older if their health starts to to decline we, we do want to take that responsibility to look after and care for our parents as they're older in life as well so for family sit setting that that would be a good reason for us and um, to be in banstead and to not feel guilty about doing so as well
0: and and, and praise the lord for all those reasons and and to be honest, I'm really thankful that you haven't come to Middlesbrough, uh, not because we wouldn't enjoy having you around, but because of those reasons, because of your responsibilities, because that I, I, I don't think there should be a reason that you do feel guilty. Uh, the reason why we're having this discussion is because a lot of people that I do speak to do feel guilty when uh, they're exploring ministry. And if they haven't got council estates or urban priority areas or the north of England on the radar, especially because... I'm somebody who's quite vocal about the needs uh, of the north of England, in particular, council estates. Often when I speak to people, they're almost ashamed of saying that they're pursuing ministry in, in, a, in a different type of context. And uh, that, that makes me sad because that isn't what we're trying to do by highlighting the need in the north of England. We're not trying to to guilt people or shame people. What we're seeing is, at the moment, a culture of uh, the white middle-class male are seen as the enemy of, of all people. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, like the, the the power that males put over people, the, the white privilege. Uh, there's a lot of guilt and, and shaming going on. If you look at Twitter, <laughs> Twitter's just renowned for, for shaming people who thinks differently to you. So the last thing we want to do is add to this uh, level of guilt that people are passing on to one another. Uh, but we do need to highlight... Uh, the need Nathan you, you're somebody who uh, has come and joined Middlesbrough from outside the area you've come and uh, ministered in Middlesbrough so what do you think about this situation why did you come to Middlesbrough was it guilt that had driven you here did you feel that you, you've had uh, 20 odd years of living a privileged life now it's your turn to go and suffer uh, for the sins of being privileged
2: uh, no i I, I... I wouldn't say that I've felt guilty um, and that's, yeah, I don't think that's my, I don't think that was ever my motivation in moving to Middlesbrough. Um, I think I saw, like you say, um, there's a, a huge need in Middlesbrough and, and plenty of other places, um, particularly in the North of England for, yeah, a real need for the gospel. So, um, yeah, I think I was, I was motivated by the, the need for the gospel. Um, I think I was motivated for my, motivated by my desire to to serve God more than I was motivated by any kind of ideas of, of, you know, social justice or trying to, yeah, trying to, um, assuage my guilt or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I think.
0: (laughs) hang on a minute. For, for, for listeners like me, what does that word that you've just used mean? (laughs)
2: uh, um, just to, to try and make yourself feel less guilty. Oh, that's better. <laughs> I try really hard not to, not to use these words, but
1: it's
2: about every now and then. Um,
1: it's, why, it's why Rachel, when, she, when we asked her, who was more posh, me or Nathan, said Nathan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I do think that that is, is a, a big motiva- motivator for people. Um, is is this kind of guilt thing, um, and and you know maybe we're we're partly responsible because we're so we're so excited and passionate about seeing seeing churches being planted and revitalized um, where we are, and we want people to get that message, and so we're letting people know the need, but maybe it doesn't come across. Do you know what I mean? That it maybe doesn't come across that. We're not expecting everybody to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there might be one or two people who feel called to it, and that's great. And we want them to hear about the opportunities that we have, uh, and we want them to to come and join us, see if it's for them. But we're not expecting it to be for everybody. And and what I've noticed is that like some of those things that that Dan was saying, reasons why people serve in other places, people will often give them, but they don't give them as like the reasons why they're called to serve there. They'll give them as like excuses as to why they're not serving in Middlesbrough or in a you know in a deprived community, and, and actually I think those things are, are legitimate reasons you know family commitments or um, or you know just being called to to a different place, and I don't think people necessarily need to to, to give those as excuses for why they're not in Middlesbrough because um, I, I I do think we. Hear that quite often is people say, oh, "I I would be there, I would be, you know, I would do something like that." But you know, I've got this, or, or I'm doing that. Um, and I think for the most part, those those are legitimate reasons that people have. Um, and and they say that to you, and you, you just kind of shrug your shoulders and think, "Well, why why are you telling me? Um, why are you telling me why you're not serving?" You know. In Middlesbrough, or you know, Clackheaton or wherever it is, um,
1: and, and, and it's nothing to do it, with me
2: at the end of the day.
1: And wherever the area is, you you want the the, the person serving to to love the people of that area, and and I think we want to we want to say it is okay to love the people who live in Banstead, who are largely middle class, and um, relatively and um, wealthy, and. Um, more of an older population in some parts of the country, in the same way, it's good to love the people who live on the the council estates in Middlesbrough and other forgotten places up up in the north of England. We want people who are passionate about their communities, who want to invest their life in the community and ultimately see their communities um, one for for Christ. Um, I I love Banstead as a community, not particularly because of the actual place of of Banstead and there are there are other places in in the country that i probably prefer to, to live in than, than Banstead but having grown up in this area for a fair chunk of my life of knowing people who live in the community and um, over the years and having invested as actually as a pastor in the local school doing assemblies year after year there each week and seeing kids of uh, number of kids come through and and then have them yell at me in the in the street saying boy were you the person who taught the bible in in the school there is something of a love for people and a desire to see them come to know the lord jesus and and it may be a middle class community and not a a, an estate but it's good we need people to love the the people here in banstead as we need and people to love the the folk in middlesbrough as well
0: yeah and And people are equally in need spiritually in Banstead as they are anywhere in the world. Uh, what people confuse is uh, temporary uh, poverty and struggles with eternal struggles. And and the biggest need in Middlesbrough isn't finance. It's 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 the gospel. The same in Banstead. Uh, the biggest problem they have is that there's lots of people destined for hell without the gospel. And um, whether you're rich or poor, you're, you're equally in need, aren't you? But I think one of the things that Nathan hit on, and you mentioned, Dan, was about reasons for not being in Middlesbrough. The reason why I'm ministering in Middlesbrough is for the same reasons that you are in Banstead. I love the town. I, I grew up in it. I've invested time in the place. But also because of family reasons, the reasons you are in Banstead is for family reasons. My mum and stepdad live around the corner. My children have grew up here so they can get to see their nannas. Rachel was able to nurse a father when he was dying of cancer. So if we'd have moved out of Middlesbrough to somewhere like Banstead, which on paper would look an easier option, it would have been really hard for us. We'd have lost our support network. We'd have uh, been unable to be there for Rachel's dad and my mum when she's been ill. So we are blessed being in Middlesbrough for the same reasons you were blessed being in Banstead. And it would be much harder for somebody like yourself to move to Middlesbrough at this stage in your life because of your commitments elsewhere. Whereas for Nathan, Nathan's moved here. But again, you don't have those hassles that, that we have, as in children or needing a, a support network is quite as big with you being uh, single without children at the moment, Nathan. So again, uh, your time here has been easier in a way that it wouldn't have been for Dan, hasn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's part of it, isn't it? Is how our, our circumstances kind of in, intersect with our calling. We can kind of, I think when we talk about like a spiritual calling or any kind of ministry calling, we can kind of over-spiritualize it a bit, can't we? And just see it as a, a purely spiritual thing that, you know, uh, I don't know, unless we've had a particular clear word from the Lord, then, you know, yeah, we should, we need to kind of wait for that. Whereas actually our circumstances do play a part, don't they? That, you know, yeah, if you're currently living in a particular place and the church you're in has a particular role for you to do and, you know, the elders in that church are asking you to do it, then it seems like a good, good fit for you to do that thing. Um, I think we can, yeah, we can kind of overlook some of the more, mundane day-to-day aspects of calling because we're always looking for this kind of super spiritual aspect of calling Um, when in reality yeah sometimes it is just about where we are about where your family is about about our personal preferences even Um, I think that's a big thing as well isn't it that people don't necessarily want to admit is I think there's lots of people who just don't yeah they they don't want to move to to Middlesbrough, they don't want to move to a council estate um and and what i want to say to those people is that's fine as well do you know what i mean they not have to to justify that decision to me um they don't have to yeah explain all the different reasons you know that, that's fine if that's not what they want to do then you know it's not something that god's put on their heart um i'd, I'd much rather people realize that sooner rather than later um because otherwise yeah otherwise you might end up in a a really messy situation where do you know it yeah say Dan felt really guilty and moved to Middlesbrough next week um to help us out you know six months down the line he, he he might be feeling even worse than he's feeling now because you know he's neglecting his family responsibilities and um you know, he's, he's not feeling settled and, you know, missing the people at Banstead and so on. So um, I think it's, I think it's worth just being honest about, about, yeah, what God is calling us to do, what our desires are, what our circumstances are, what, what our giftings are, all of those kinds of things. Um, yeah. Rather than, rather than, I don't know, trying to over-spiritualize it.
1: And 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 it's also true that circumstances and situations change, and what um, may be a, a no to serving in a particular location or place now might be different go, going going forward. And I I think we might want to acknowledge that lockdown must be hitting Ian hard because he's just referred to his children as hassle and um, his support network as hassle. I, I don't think I want to go go that far, but but I think it's for for us certainly to myself, it now might not be the right time to think about um, moving on from Banstead to work in a um, council estate setting. And maybe never would be the the case. We may never work in one of those settings. But it could be that in the future when um, our situation changes with regards to maybe our children and and the the commitments we have them being at home or um, our parents we may not have the same responsibilities for them if they're they're no longer with us actually there may be a new freedom to to go and look to serve in a different ministry position it's not saying no but it's not saying yes it's recognizing that circumstances do do change and and actually later on in our life we might be in a better position to be able to serve in a in a more um, dif- diverse or different context to the one we're in now than we are actually at this present Moment in time, and so it's not saying we're locked into this setting in Banstead for forever. Times may change in the same way, and for for you, Nathan, for you, in there may be an opportunity for you to be to serve in a different place or location, which isn't Middlesbrough, because the door have opened and circumstances have changed. That is the right move for you to make,
0: and and we've seen that in grace mount at andy prime's church uh, that retired pastor what was his name the fic guy from doncaster you remember his name sorry ken armstrong is it yeah yeah so that that's something he did ministered in a in a in a middle class church in doncaster for 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 years and then retires and then goes and uh, supports a church plant in grace mount as he's older and retired he's He's able to do that. And that's the kind of thing we want to encourage. Uh, we've seen people from America are retired. Was he a sheriff? That guy who's was he a former sheriff or he was some mad uh like bounty hunter or something, wasn't he? <laughs> who's come over and he's he's I think he's helping Gerald out in Bingham. So uh, a mad law enforcer who loves his guns, who's retired and is now in Scotland schemes, traveled halfway across the world to to support in. Uh, the council estates in scotland so again yeah circumstances change uh, and our availability to these types of ministries change as well so why do you think it is then that there's so much pressure and guilt on people to feel they either need to excuse the reasons for not being on a council estate or might even pursue something that they're probably not cut out for out of guilt dan what do you think brings that kind of guilt into people's thinking
1: don't know if I'm the best person to ask because it's clear that I don't feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it, there, there is an element of, at the moment, there, there's a, a strong message coming out about the gospel need mm. in the north, on sort of coastal regions amongst rural communities. Like there, 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 there are areas of this country whereby the gospel need is far greater that may be where I am in Banstead where there are lots of good good churches nearby at the same time being in Banstead sort of part of a London um, sprawl like there's lots of people who live in in this area who need to hear about the, the Lord Jesus there's millions upon millions of people who live in London and greater London region but there are a lot of churches so in this area that are good where the gospel is faithfully preached but we have been hearing in the last I guess, five or so years about the need is great in certain parts of the country where there are either um, an insufficient witness or no witness at all. And I think just naturally hearing about that, then ask the question, well, who's going to go? Who's going to seek to meet that need? And I think instantly that that makes you ask the question, is it me? And with that can be um, guilt if your your first instinct is, I don't really want to go to that place or, I quite like it here, so so I think there's there's a natural guilt that just comes from being aware of the need and and maybe having a desire to somehow seek to to help in some way.
0: And do you think that's probably probably part of the problem? Is that when we see a need, we we want to fix it. I think we have to be part of the the solution uh, in person. Whereas you have found out about the forgotten places in the north of England yet. You haven't just dismissed it and thought uh, it's nothing to do with me, but neither of you felt guilty. What are some of the ways that you can support this work and and ministry without having the guilt?
1: Well, I think there's a whole podcast on that that you can <laughs> listen to in the in the archives. But but, but I think quickly, I think I'm I'm in a position where the church I pastor does have has been blessed by God with resources which we can use. And to benefit the, the wider kingdom. One of the things I said when we, when we talked about the, the partnership between New Life and Banstead was we in Banstead see it as an extension of our disciple making and ministry. with call called to make disciples of all nations. And by being linked and partners with New Life Church in Middlesbrough, it's a way in which we can make disciples in Middlesbrough, mm. either f- by praying, by supporting you guys we give a bit of financial support and one of the things also if if the church even if a church isn't able to support in in the way that we've been able to do in banstead they can still um, champion the cause they can highlight the need to their congregation so that they can pray about the forgotten areas for particular churches particular people who are working in those areas but also champion the calls to other churches. I think that's one of the things we've hoped with the partnership between Banstead and New Life is it may encourage other churches to consider whether that's something they can do. Is it possible for a, a more wealthier church to be able to support a, a church in a, in a more needy part of the country that doesn't have as many resources? Mm. So even though I haven't gone to Middlesbrough, I feel that I've been along with the rest of the church in banstead have been able to support the work in middlesbrough from a distance Mm. and in a meaningful way
0: yeah and again in in one of the one of the talks i've done in a a blog that i written for acts 29 a a couple of years ago spoke it was called risky business about how if we want to see the the gospel spread in these forgotten towns and villages we need to to take risks Some of those things were personal risks. I did speak about people who were considering ministries should uh, weigh up the pros and cons of moving to uh, a place like Middlesbrough. Uh, But then there are also risks for for churches and organizations to make as well, which is what you did, because that that money, just giving money can be a risk as well, isn't it? So it's not just... uh, A personal risk that we make it's a financial risk we can make when supporting these churches because who knows if this money is going to be well spent you mentioned that in the previous podcast that we did where you just handed that money over and thought well it's up to the church they know better how to spend it we trust it to the lord that it will be spent well but again i think what once we have highlighted the need. Then churches do have a responsibility, don't they, to at least do something. It's not a case of just saying, "Oh, well, I'm I'm not called there, uh, so it's nothing to do with me." But I think we 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 as organisations like Medhurst and individual churches in the north of England also have a responsibility to highlight our need. Well, I don't know; it's sensitively the right word. We've got to be honest, don't we? But we we need to to win friends. And, and trust that if people aren't supporting us, it's not them who are the problem. For, for me, what I found difficult to start with was why aren't people excited about the ministry as I am? But as I started looking at the Old Testament, in particular books like Ezra, and seeing how God had laid it on the heart of King Cyrus to uh, rebuild the temple, to, to let the, the Jews rebuild the temple, and realizing that if people aren't coming, it's because God hasn't put it on the heart. If people aren't supporting us, it's because God hasn't put it on the heart. And it's not something that we as uh, people or organizations should be resenting. We should be just trusting that God will uh, call the right people to come and call the right people to support. So, what advice would you give to uh, people like us who were trying to encourage? What, what uh, did you find helpful? for you want to get involved in that, that didn't put you off.
1: Good good question. I think I appreciated that there was information out there. Like for, for you had made yourself known, like I know you were trying to promote the, the work of Medhurst, you were trying to promote the work, the need of, of the North of England. And in one sense you're competing with all kinds of other mission type organizations mm. um, I think yes, there's an element which churches are being inundated with with causes to to support, and for a church to support maybe a situation in Africa over a situation in Middlesbrough isn't actually wrong. Mm. They're, they're both needy situations, and the the gospel need around the world let, and including this country is is so great. So I think every church is going to have to make a decision with uh, the limited resources we have, whether that be people, whether that be ability to cope with a certain amount of information, financial resources to give away and the like. They're going to have to, before God, make a decision as to these are what we are going to invest in. And by investing in these and doing it well, it means saying no to to other opportunities. So us advanced by saying yes to being in partnership with new life and supporting him inevitably that means there's other causes which we will have to say no to and have said said no to giving support to and that's not that's not wrong it's it goes back to what you're just saying the lord had laid it on on our hearts and accepting that you can be as persuasive and as passionate about your cause and someone will listen to it and actually say yeah i'm glad you're passionate about it but (laughs) my passions lie elsewhere and and that's that's okay because we we don't get in a situation where we're saying my ministry is better than your ministry or my ministry is more worthy than your ministry and people need to hear about Christ all over the world there's the, the need is 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 great and actually as soon as we start competing thinking our ministry is more the most important one Actually, it's not too, too, it doesn't take too long to actually find actually a load of other ministries which are, are far more needier than our, our situ- situation is in. But I think what you're, what you're doing is, has been right, is promoting the work. I think this podcast is a way of um, building up some, an opportunity for those outside your context to find out about the work. Certainly, I've, I've said to, the, to some of the members of the church recently, if if you want to get a get an insight into what ministry is like in the north of England, particularly on these estates there, do listen to a podcast. Some of the conversations you've already had with other pastors in, in your area, because it does give us an insight into what life is life is like, what ministry is like. That I'd certainly hadn't appreciated, and um, even and as with um, the relationship we've had with you for the last couple of years, I was i was still learning far more stuff just through listening to me so promotes is, is one thing you can do but accept at the same time that not everyone will share your passion
2: I think like part of it is down to how we promote it isn't it and part of it is how people hear that hear that message so like we we need to be careful in the way in which we promote the ministry we're doing that we're not kind of yeah laying it on thick for people kind of making it you know making them feel guilty but i do also think that that's a natural tendency for people is to feel guilty either if they can't support they they feel that guilt of like oh i wish i could help but i can't or that guilt of where they do actually give either financially or by or by coming and serving and again they're doing that out of guilt and and i think that's i think that's a a a kind of uh i think that's a big cultural thing as well isn't it i think in our our society is that um as you're saying that you know there's such a a great kind of inequality in the church that's being highlighted at the moment in terms of you know south versus north as in kind of wealthier communities against um, more deprived communities we see those disparities but then we're also seeing um, a a greater awareness of um yeah of of imbalance and inequality in ethnic communities and and so on um and so i think there's a a real natural tendency where we hear about those inequalities to we're just used to, to the guilt then kicking in because we're in that privileged position, whatever that is, of thinking, "Oh, well, it must be my fault in some in some way or other," um, and so that guilt just instantly kicks in, doesn't it? Whatever it is, um, whether in, I, I guess, you know, for, for us, we're all we're all white, um, we're all male. Um, me and you, Dan, we're, we're middle class, so. But we can often feel that guilt in lots of different ways um, where we see, are there some kind of injustice or imbalance in the world? And the instant thought is, I'm the problem here. And I think it's interesting because we actually see kind of the opposite thing where we are in Middlesbrough. We talk about people who have a a victim mentality where they they say that basically they're, they're thinking everything that's wrong in my life is everybody else's problem, so it's everybody else's fault that things aren't going right for me. Um, so it might be, you know, the fault of my parents or, you know, something that happened to me when I was a child. But whatever I'm doing now, it's not my fault. It's it's the fault of somebody else. And I think that, I think that as middle class people, we can do the opposite. And rather than having a, a victim mentality, we can have this kind of this perpetrator mentality or this this guilt complex. Where we think everything, everything that's wrong in the world around me is my fault. And to some extent that might be true. Do you know what I mean? Our, our sin does have, does have consequences. but we can naturally think, here's a, here's a problem. I must be the, I must be the root of it. Um, so because I'm the problem, I now need to become the solution. And, and I don't think that that's necessarily true either. If, just because we're highlighting a problem that we have here in the north of England, that doesn't mean that we're saying that people from the south of England are the problem. We're not saying that they're causing the problem. Uh, and We're not saying that, you know, um, that they on their own need to be the solution. Um, we're, we're simply highlighting the problem. Um, and, you know, there are things that can be done to address it. But, I, yeah, I think there's that, that tendency to 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 assume guilt and then to try and fix problems ourselves, uh, which, which probably isn't really helpful um, for what we're trying to achieve here.
0: And that, again, highlights the, the need for the gospel, doesn't it? Whether we feel like we're victims, we need convicting by the gospel, and whether we feel like we're the problem, we need uh, comforting by the gospel. And uh, we need to realize that it's only the gospel that is going to solve these problems. Uh, yeah, we're looking for friends to help us. Uh, we're acknowledging, you know what? We're here, we're in the North. There is a problem, but we're looking to address it. But we'd like a hand, we'd like some help, whether that be through prayer, financial support, or people coming alongside us to to work in the mission field. Uh, yeah, so we just wanna put this podcast out basically. To say, look, we wanna make friends. We want support in whatever capacity we have. We've all got an important mission, whether that be in Banstead or in the borough, or whether it's in Cleck Eton or Chelsea, we're all called to serve wherever God puts it on our hearts for us to serve. Uh, let's do it together, but let's be honest. And what I don't want to do is dumb down the need. We have massive, great needs in the north of England, but we want to say, look, uh, we're here trying to uh, take the gospel out. Who wants to, to help us? And I think, in the past we've probably been quite militant and fundamental but i think there was a it was an area of injustice i think there was a need to shout loud and to be in your face because people hadn't listened for such a long time and now we've got people's attention what we're trying to do is tone it down a little bit and say look thank you for listening here's the problems here's what we think's the solution can you help us uh, with that yeah well We've, we've covered it quite a bit of ground there. Does anybody have any more thoughts that'd like to uh, put on that?
2: Uh, no, I think I think we've covered a lot. So when, when are you moving up, Dan?
1: Ask me that question in 30 years' time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Dan, when we said come up when you're older,
0: we meant like when you still could walk. <laughs> 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 there, Oh, brilliant. No, I really appreciate that, Dan. Uh, it's nice to have somebody on without a guilty conscience for a change. Normally, people on here have always got a guilty conscience, but it's not usually about where we serve in ministry. It's about other
1: things. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you only ask me, guilt. do I feel guilty about not being in Middlesbrough? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just normally guilty about the things I say on here. But, uh <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Cheers, Dan. I really appreciate it, and And uh, Nathan, thanks very much uh, for coming on. You've been listening to another edition of the In Context podcast. Awesome. You, you are listening to the In Context podcast.